Lord Faith Assembly, God bless you this Wednesday evening. So glad that you're here to worship with us tonight. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. And if you're joining us from home or from a device somewhere, why don't you join us in worship as well? We're going to praise the Lord because he's worthy of it. So why don't you clap your hands and sing along with us as we declare who our God is to his people. Clap your hands and sing it. My God is the lion. Oh, 
bless you. Amen. If you're glad to be his tonight, won't you lift up another shout of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you. It's so good to see you again tonight. Why don't you turn to somebody near you and an air high five them, tell them you're glad to see them. Online, we're so thankful that you're with us again tonight. God bless you as well. You may all be seated. Well, thank you, Pastor John and the worship team for truly leading us into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Well, we want to welcome all of you, and we want to welcome those of you that are joining us uh, streaming, whatever platform that you're on. We just want you to eliminate all the distractions and just focus in. We really believe that the Lord has a word for you, a word for everybody tonight. And for those of you that are here uh, in the building, if you're with us and you're a guest for the first time, or maybe it's the first time in a long time, would you just lift your hand so that we can recognize you? Yes, yes, amen. You just keep your hand raised long enough for one of the ushers. Um, scratch that idea. Do this. <laughs> take out your phone. Since we're distancing, take out your phone and text the word guest to 407-275-8790. And also, those of you that are watching online, if you would text that uh, word guest to us, we'd really appreciate that. We'll send you some information, but we're not going to constantly be texting you or sending you stuff. We're just want to connect with you very shortly. And also, for those of you that are in the house uh, tonight with us, uh, after the service, we have a reception for you. So if you, when you go out these doors, if you'll look to your left, you'll see the Guest Welcome Center. And so we just want to invite you to join us there, and there'll be some folks there and some refreshments, and hopefully we can answer any questions that you may have about the ministries here at Faith Assembly. And now, if you would, if you'll just turn your attention uh, to the video news. Welcome to Faith Assembly. Here's a look at upcoming events. Want to stay connected to everything we're doing here at Faith? Our weekly bulletins are back. So pick up a hard copy from the high top tables on your way in or out of service. Want to remain paperless? Download the Faith Assembly app and follow us on all of your favorite social media platforms. Whether you are a middle school, high school, or college age student, you're invited for three consecutive nights of revival. Join mainstream worship at 7 p.m. nightly on July 29th through the 31st for back-to-back -back nights of worship and compelling sermons, all in a fun, safe environment using physical distancing and health precautions. Visit MainstreamRolando.com for more information. This would be a great time to become a member. Attend any one of our upcoming membership classes on Saturday, August 1st at 5 p.m., Sunday, August 2nd at 1025 a.m., or Wednesday, August 5th at 7 p.m. in the prayer room. We'll provide a brief application in class as well as an overview of our history and beliefs, and you'll be on your way to making your membership official. We encourage you to connect, grow, and serve here at Faith. So visit the Event Center or our website at faithassembly.org for more information. Have a blessed week. Amen. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Praise God. And we want to thank you all for being here, those of you that are online as well. Well, today, tonight, I get the opportunity to present some great news to the church, that the kingdom of God continues to grow, both online. We love those that are watching online. Let's give them a hand. Praise God. And thank them for being faithful to tuning in and pressing in to get fed and grow in the Lord. But we're also growing physically. 
And tonight we have a group of people that took the membership class in March. Uh, we weren't able to celebrate them back then because of the certain circumstances that we find ourselves in now. But you know what? We're returning back to normal. We're going back. Amen. We're going back to the basics and we're celebrating the Lord. Amen. So as I call them forward, I want us all to go crazy. You online also just welcome them as well. I want to go crazy for Jesus as I present to you the March membership class. These are folks that have decided that we are going to be not just attending faith. We're going to be a part of what God is doing here at Faith Assembly. Amen. So if you're here tonight, uh, if you're part of that membership group, uh, we want you to come forward. Pastor's going to come up right in a few minutes, in a second, to pray over you, to present you to the church officially, and welcome you. Praise God. So I'm going to ask the, the new members to come forward. Amen. Let's go crazy. Amen. We thank God for you. And not only are they members, amen, not only are they coming to join Faith Assembly, they're also joining to serve. Because how many know members just don't consume, they contribute, amen? So as members, as members of Faith Assembly, they're going to get plugged in, they're going to start serving, and we need more volunteers to serve here at Faith Assembly because the kingdom of God is growing and ministry continues for the glory and honor of God. Pastor? Praise God. Well, this is always exciting, and this is just a portion of the group. Um, in every membership class, not everyone is able to attend the induction on Wednesday night and having this been this far removed. But there was like how many since March that have become 70 uh, new members since March. So I guess we can say this is the cream of the crop right here. All right, so we'll just call them that. Well, you folks can... Turn this way if you like. Maybe a tad more comfortable, even though they're very good looking too out there. But um, we welcome you. We pray this church would always be a blessing to you. And we challenge you, as long as the Lord allows you to stay here and be a part, that you will be a blessing to this church. Um, if you haven't already gotten involved in some kind of ministry, start praying about it. And get involved as quickly as possible. That way you meet people and get engaged with others and, and iron sharpening iron. It's a wonderful thing. Stand with us, please. And we're going to pray. Um, I never tire of praying over new members because you are a part of a prophecy that came to this church 30-plus years ago about strengthening and extending the cords and making room for increase. At that time, our church was meeting at a building that would seat about 400 people. Um, that word of prophecy, I, when I heard it, I thought, that's neat. But here I, I am, and here all of us are, years later, still seeing you're part of the fulfillment. So God bless each of you. Um, would you just pray with me? Extend your hand in this direction, if you would, please. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for each man and woman standing before you and before 
this family. I pray, O oh Lord God, that whatever needs they have, and I'm sure each one of them have something that they could ask prayer for. And God, I just pray that every desire of their heart you place within them would be met, fulfilled. God, they would be made complete through you. And I bless them. I bless them. I bless them. Thank you for them making this decision to join this family. And Lord God, thank you for the family of God all over the world that celebrates your salvation, your goodness, your mercy. And we thank you for it. Bless these, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give them one more hand as they return to their seat. God bless you, folks. And just remain standing, if you would, please. Come on, let's give Jesus a great big thank you one more time. Hallelujah. God is so good. He's doing such great things in this church, and I believe he's doing great things in our lives individually. How many of you would say that God's been good to you today, just today? Hallelujah. Every day, his mercies are brand new, and there's something that's awesome about our God, that every day, he covers us with his grace. And his word tells us that his grace is sufficient for us. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that every day I can walk through this life knowing that I'm covered in the grace of God, knowing that I've got the strength to make it through any trial, any situation, and that I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, that no matter what the enemy tries to throw at me, I'm already taken care of. Is anybody in the house covered today? Is any, turn to somebody and say, you're covered. Turn to somebody and say, you're covered. You're covered. God, we're thankful. We're covered by your awesome grace. We love you for it. And we sing your praises. We sing worship to you. Because God, you've been so good. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name. We sing of your grace as we declare. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished grace, wonderful grace. Grace, wonderful grace. At the cross, all of my sin is covered. covered.
that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I don't know about you, but when I think about some of the things that I've done, some of the things that I've been through, I'm so glad that I don't look like what I've been through. I'm, I'm so glad that I don't act like who I was before Jesus Christ got a hold on me. Do I have anybody that has that testimony today? That you're a different person once Jesus Christ got a hold of you? You see, somebody needs to hear that today because you may think that you're beyond the reach of God, but there were a lot of people in this room and over this broadcast right now that thought that they were beyond the reach of God, but they heard the message of Jesus Christ and the cross that he died on, and we believed on him to make a change in our lives that the enemy couldn't do anything about. And because of that, I'm singing on this stage right now about the goodness of Jesus and not messed up and tied up in all the stuff that I was taught. Does anybody have a testimony in this house today? 
that you've been cleaned up by God, that you've been justified by God. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you were. It doesn't matter what you look like. Because I'm here to tell you, I didn't look like I look right now. But right now I look justified. Right now I look redeemed. Right now I look like a son of the living God. And I'm glad about it because I'm covered by the grace of God. If you're thankful to be covered by his blood, if you're thankful to be washed and redeemed by him, I dare you to take about 25 seconds, lift your hands and lift your voice and declare thanksgiving to a God that turns your life around for the better. Hallelujah! Cause no matter what I've done, no matter where I've been, no matter how I fall, you pick me up. You've removed my shame. You have removed Oh, by your awesome grace. Oh, you've removed my shame. You've removed the sin and stain. You've removed the guilt, God. Oh, you've removed the stain of sin, and I'm so thankful. so thankful for the grace of God it made me brand new it, it changed my life and I'm thankful that that grace had followed me even from that moment of conversion and it follows me every day of my life the word of God does tell us that his grace is sufficient and, and what does it say about that grace it says that that his strength God's strength is made perfect in our weakness and so I don't look like I was before Christ got a hold of me and, and that's because of his grace. But when I go through a trial and I come out on the other side of that thing, I don't look like that trial because his grace got a hold of me through it. I, I come out on the other side looking victorious even though I had a rough time going through, but, but his grace, his strength was made perfect in my weakness. I'm covered, I'm covered every day. I'm covered. No matter what I face, no matter what I feel, I will lift hands of praise because I know you're real. You have removed my shame. You took me as I am. You called me justified. Now I am covered by your amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a sing it if that's you I was 
once was lost, was but now, but now I'm found. I was blind, was Thank you for opening our eyes, God. Thank you for finding us, Father. Thank you, Lord. Through many dangerous toils and snares, I have already come. It was grace that's led me safe thus far, and grace, grace will lead me home. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise Him, praise Him, praise God, praise God, praise God. I want you to just take a moment, just lift your hands and just bless Him. For his grace on your life, for his grace on your family, for what he's done in you, for how he's changed you. Come on, right there at home, right there on that device. You can type, thank you, Jesus. You can lift your hands, whatever. Just a moment to bless him.
before you, God. Pour out worship before you, great God of mercy and grace. How we love you. We declare all the earth, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry these bones. What do we sing, church? Great focus on you when we realize how great you are. It's so easy, God, to, to move our attention away from our issues, God, and place them on you when we recognize your greatness. We're thankful for every testimony, for every moment, for everything that we can think over in our lives that displays how good you are to us individually and collectively. And as we think on your goodness, God, we worship and we praise you because no one has ever been as good to us as you have. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your Holy Spirit, God, will remind our hearts every day, through every trial and through every moment, God, of your goodness, that your Holy Spirit, God, will stir up in us, God, a praise for how awesome and great you are because, God, you truly deserve it. And I pray, Father, that even as you speak to our hearts through your word tonight, that, God, your will will be planted in our lives and that, God, it will bear fruit for us to serve you better than we ever have because you deserve that as well. We love you, we honor you, and we bless you, and we call you great in Jesus' name. Somebody who agrees, won't you give them one more hallelujah tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
and amen. You may be seated in his glorious presence. Praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to praise and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Amen. Well, we are going to continue praising the Lord by receiving God's tithe and our offering. And this is a good time to be happy, thankful for the Lord's provision. I couldn't help but think as we were worshiping and praising the Lord that as we praise Him, He inhabits the praises of His people, the Word says. And in this, whole, in this place, as we're praising Him, we weren't the only ones praising Him. There's angelic hosts all around us worshiping and praising Him as well. This is the spiritual kingdom, the kingdom we cannot see, but the kingdom is near, the Bible says. And I want to share with you a principle, a promise, and a scripture that declares if we are obedient in the physical realm, then the Lord will bless us and send his angelic host to protect us. It's a promise from the word, and I had never seen it until recently that the Lord's name in this scripture is not just the Lord, but he's referred to as the Lord of heaven's armies. That's a battle cry. That's a Lord that comes to fight the spiritual battle for us. So as we prepare to receive God's tithe and our offering, let me share these verses for you. And then I'm going to pray that God would bless us indeed and that we would be obedient to his word this evening. And it's found in Malachi chapter 3, verse um, 9. It says that we are under a curse for you have been cheating God, robbing God by not bringing the tithe into the storehouse. But then he says in verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do this, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from the insects, from disease, from pestilence, from plagues. Your grapes will not fail from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. What a beautiful promise from the Lord. Let's go to him now in prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. You're so wonderful and grateful to us. And Lord, this verse is a promise to us, to challenge us. We don't need great faith to do this. We just need obedience to you and your word. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be obedient to you tonight, that we would be open-minded, our hearts would be receptive to you. Lord, I pray a blessing over your people as your word declares. And Lord, protection by your angelic army. May your protectors be around us, guarding us and watching over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Praise God. Let's give these guys a good hand. They do a fabulous job. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Good-looking crew back here, talented. Um, we appreciate them so very much. How many of you came from a church where you didn't enjoy this kind of music and instrument uh, playing? I certainly did. Um, with a um, banjo and tambourine. Now, there's nothing wrong with a tambourine. Um, anybody grow up in a church that had tambourines? <laughs> About half of you. All right, so don't bring yours next week, all right? So uh, that's for small group ministry. A <laughs> um, few people knew how to play them. Some people just made a joyful noise unto the Lord. Um, but it was kind of wonderful, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, praise God forever. Well, we welcome those of you who are joining us online wherever you are and whatever city you are here in Orlando, of course, and uh, different parts of the country picking us up. And we appreciate you being there and pray God's richest blessings upon your life. Well, let me make a couple of announcements. Faith Christian Academy is a, it's a great school. Um, we have probably more staff now, well, we do, than we had students when we first started years ago. And um, I appreciate Dr. Rumbaugh and all that help him educate uh, in a Christian environment. I certainly didn't grow up with that. And so it's a special plus to have good teachers, good curriculum, and listen, um, maybe you thought you could never, ever afford sending your student to a Christian private school, but the step-up program that um, the legislature years ago put in place, the administrator, we had at that time a wonderful person, but they didn't want to get into it because they viewed uh, government money as an intrusion. And I said to them, I said, listen, if it becomes an intrusion, we can get out of it. But in the meantime, this money can help single moms be able to place their sons or daughters in a Christian school and hardly have to pay anything. So we're going to go for it. And we did, and since that time, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students have come through this school that could not have otherwise afforded to come. So right now, most of the tuition is covered. Listen, if that's uh, something you might be interested in, you probably need to call the school office tomorrow and set up a time when you can get in here. Uh, they can tell you how to apply for the Step Up uh, scholarship that pays most of the year-long uh, tuition. So check it out. Also, um, they are in need 
right now. School is starting in about, what, three weeks? Uh, they are in need of, I believe, two history teachers and a science teacher. Um, those are great subjects, and um, if you are looking for a job and you're a Christian, you love the Lord, um, you love kids, you love students. If you don't like kids, don't, don't apply, all right? So if you're just looking for a paycheck, don't apply. We got to have people that love, love, love kids. And um, history, two history, I believe, teachers and one science teacher. So if that's you, um, check it out, all right? Okay, and then one more thing I want to share with you because maybe some of you uh, years ago, you bought a house, your interest rate was um, maybe six or seven. Um, some of you, maybe your interest rate was even higher, and you took it out for 30 years, and you're still paying on it and still paying that high interest. Uh, it may be seriously time to reconsider refinancing or to consider refinancing. And uh, right now, I believe the rates are about 2.98, somewhere around 3%, historically low. Uh, when we bought our, or built our first house, when we built our first house, I went down and stood in line at a, at a place, a mortgage place, uh, for about, I don't know, from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock midnight, and the owner had enough grace to come down there and let us all in and take our names to come back the next day to get an interest rate of about 11%. Because the going interest rate was 15, I believe it was, at that time. So, anyway, 3%. And don't go back to 30 years, all right? Go down to 10 or 15 years. And uh, if you need a mortgage broker, uh, we may have a couple of names. Call tomorrow. Ask for my admin, and we'll get you somebody that can fix you up. Okay. All right. Uh, that's spiritual stuff, all right? I'm just telling you, all right? This is all spiritual stuff. Anything other than sin is spiritual, all right? Uh, righteousness for the believer. Okay, so we're going to pray. and We're going to get into the Word. Chapter 19, Pastor Jim is picking up chapter 20 next week. Lord willing, if the Lord doesn't come. But tonight we're going to conclude chapter 19. And then we're going to cut out here a tad early so that... Uh, the new members can go to the, what we call the grand staircase and get a picture taken, and then we have a, a meal for them over in the cafeteria. Okay, free of charge. One of the only free meals you're ever going to get around here, all right? No, that may not be true. Um, last week, we talked about finances and, uh, and wealth, and um, I, I believe that helps some people, especially in your mentality so let's pray. Father, thank you for every person in this building and those watching online, those out in the atrium. God, I pray your blessing on every person. I pray, oh Lord God, that miracles would break forth in their lives. I pray, God, that even this night and the rest of this week, things would happen. Supernatural things would happen. God, may we claim that in Jesus' name. We do claim it for your people. 
And Lord, we pray for these youth services that are going on this week. I, I pray that you would pour out your spirit. I pray, oh Lord God, that young men and women would come to know you and their whole lives would be changed forever. And we give you thanks and praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Well, okay, let me give you Proverbs chapter 19, verse 4, and it says, Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friends. Now, as we covered last week, that's not talking about the fact that if you're poor, that your friends are going to flee from you. No, they better not. But it does mean that if somebody is living in poverty and they have taken on the mentality and the personality of a, um, a poor person where they speak it, they believe it, they uh, indulge in it, their, their mentality is uh, give me, give me, give me, instead of rising above that and becoming a giver and becoming somebody who says God has a better plan for my life than to barely or not at all make the payments for this month's uh, payments. So God help us to honor God. And this is not all about wealth. Dear God, have mercy. No, but God give you wisdom to make good financial choices in your life. I told you years ago that uh, when I would walk out the door in the morning, um, it was just Alice and myself. And um, when I walked out, we had a big uh, water heater that um, you could probably take uh, three or four showers before it was all out, as long as they weren't too long. But every morning, almost without fail, I'd walk into the garage, throw the breaker, throw it off, because we were both leaving. We weren't going to be there all day. There was no need for that thing to keep that water hot. And the insulation would keep it hot anyway until the next day. And uh, I turned it off. Uh, what'd you say, Pastor? I, I don't know, but I saved money, and uh, that meant I could give more in the kingdom of God. Even if it was $40 a month, I could give $40 more a month in the kingdom of God. And uh, besides, what did it cost me? A moment to flip a switch. And most of the time, I remember to switch it back. There was a couple of times she ran out of hot water, but big deal. Uh, it's just water, all right? So anyway, most of the world showers in cold water. But we talked about last week uh, some ingredients to uh, three major themes in Proverbs uh, who, des what, who describes, or Proverbs describing how wealth is made. It's hard work. I said it's hard work. It's hard work. It is divine grace, divine grace, God's favor on our lives as we work hard, as we use wisdom to turn the air conditioner down, to save money uh, and uh, not go out and buy things just to be buying things and spending money we don't have and barely getting by. So I told you last week, learn to save. Learn to save. Start laying aside a little bit of money, at least for uh, one day uh, retirement 
and it will grow and compound and increase beyond what you can imagine unless you've figured it out already. And then number three, righteous behavior. Righteous behavior. The sowing and the reaping. Tonight, Pastor Jim stepped up here and he talked about tithing. Uh, some of you, most of you are giving online. Thank you for doing that. It uh, really saves a lot of work and others are still writing a check. That's okay, all right? And if you have a check, you're going to write a check to the Lord and his name is Faith Assembly. All right, so you would make it out to Faith Assembly. He knows it's his, all right? So drop it in the receptacles on your way out. Sowing and reaping. Everybody wants to reap, but not everybody wants to sow. Hard work is necessary. I mean, people are always looking for shortcuts. For Christians, innovation, entrepreneurship, wonderful. Praise God. More Christians should be in business and do it right, all right? But uh, we are, people are looking for easy ways to get money. Um, when they first passed the lottery, when they first passed it in the state of Florida, well, I don't know, it was probably 30 years ago, they said, we're doing this for education. Um, no, they were doing it for the coffers in Tallahassee, but that's beside the point. When they built the first leg of the East-West Expressway, the implication was when we pay for this, we're going to take the toll off. Uh, in case you haven't realized that they still have the toll on there and it has increased uh, many times over since they first built it. But when they came out with the uh, lottery, uh, you know, as Christians, I, I don't believe we should go down that road. But literally one day at Christmas time, I stopped at a store not close, not far from the church and when I was about to, she was putting her, my stuff in a bag, and then she said, she took a lottery ticket, and she dropped it in and said, Merry Christmas. Now, at that moment, I'm like, okay. I got conflicted. Uh, I was conflicted because I didn't buy it, uh, and, and it in itself wasn't evil in itself, of course. And so, immediately, my mind started playing tricks on me. All the way home, I'm like, oh, my Lord. The Lord is honoring me by taking from the, the sinners and giving to the righteous. And uh, I didn't buy it. And then I'm like, how am I going to win? And, and people believe I didn't buy it. They won't believe me. And so then I was conflicted about that. And uh, so all the way home, you know, I'm, I'm vacillating between giving it to the church for a fleeting moment, and then, uh, and then, you know, what am I going to do with all this money? And I'm like, oh, my Lord, I didn't, you know, the very first million-dollar lottery winner in the state of Florida was a Christian man here in Orlando that said he found the ticket outside of a paint store here in Orlando. Anybody remember that? Nobody but me. All right, so one right over here. But, and then he said, I found it. And uh, boy, they were so disappointed because they were promoting it. And uh, then he gave a tithe to his church. He better have. He was a Christian. And, and he gave a tithe to his church. So 
I don't know whatever happened to him, but the very first, and I thought that was going to be my lot in life. Uh, it didn't happen. Okay, anyway, and so uh, maybe he could handle it better than me. I don't know what the reason was, but thank God I didn't win, and God is still provided. How many of you know that? When you don't find that kind of, of income coming your way, God is a provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. And uh, we don't look to a lottery ticket, even though there for a while I was really torn about that, but it went nowhere. I did not win. Okay, now we're going to jump ahead. Proverbs chapter 19, guys in the room up there, if you can find it quick. Proverbs 19, verse 5 and 9. We go right to, there's about uh, three little segments here, wealth, um, false witness or lying, um, thrown in with a little bit of anger, and then the lack of heeding instruction, which seems to be throughout the book of Proverbs, which means uh, most people really need it. All right, a false witness will not go unpunished. A false witness will not go unpunished. Folks, dear Lord, have mercy. Uh, today, we are surrounded by lies, 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 lies. Everywhere, all through the news, lies. Uh, it's, I don't want to get into it, but there's so much lying going on. Um, and you probably, uh, all of us should probably just turn it down a little bit or off and uh, refocus on God and what God has to say to us right now. Amen? God has never told a lie. Now, in contrast, how many of you have? I mean, if you have never told a lie, you are telling one now. All right, so anyway, now you have, all right? God has never told a lie. It's not part of his nature. Let's make sure it is not part of ours. So if we've been a person who has a bent toward not speaking the truth, lying is something that because Jesus, God is truth, Lying is something that's so opposite of his character that the word says a lot about lying. Liars shall have their place in the lake of fire. Lying is serious. So we're going to do our best to make sure lying is not part of our nature or tendency to just say things that are not true. There are certain people, they don't even have to lie. And they lie anyway because it's a part of their nature and it's a part of Satan's nature. So having the Spirit of God in us, it is not part of our nature. Say amen. All right. Do not allow people to believe a lie when it is in your power to set the record straight. God help us. We have all lied, every one of us in this building, before we were saved, we were, how many of you, uh, my mother, when I was a kid, she said I lied a lot. I don't believe her, I think she was lying. But uh, anyway, um, but she said I was a liar, a lot. Um, how many of you were accused of that ever in your life? 
Okay, this is a slow crowd here tonight, I'll tell you. All right, so about four of you uh, that uh, you were a liar. Uh, are you still? No, I won't ask that because you're here. You wouldn't, you wouldn't continue to be that. Uh, it's in your power to change by the Spirit of God. And it is so opposite of what God has for our life. He clothes us in truth. Proverbs chapter 19. Moving in, out of lying into anger, uh, the discretion, verse 11, the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. The discretion, the quality of behavior or speaking to not cause offense. So the quality of a man or a woman, a speaking, acting behavior to not cause offense makes him slow to anger. So may our quality of speech, our actions uh, not cause offense. If we know we're going to offend somebody, we withhold that what we were going to say. That means that any couple in this room that or online, you're a couple right now at home, and maybe uh, Maybe one of you have already today, this crowd here, they're all spiritual, all right? But those of you at home, I'm concerned about you, all right? So maybe today, one of you said something that was just offensive to the other one, and the Spirit tried to check them, but they went ahead and said it anyway. They just opened their mouth, and they said it anyway, and upset you, and what do you have to do? Uh, you have to forgive them. And those of you that did it, you need to ask forgiveness right now. Right now, while we're in service, you need to look over at them and ask forgiveness. All right, I'm trusting you're doing it. All right, so here we go. Heeding instruction. Heeding instruction all through the book of Proverbs. Heeding instruction. Many of us are famous for not taking instruction. We don't like people telling us what to do. Years ago, when we first started doing missions trips, uh, it was mostly men that went because it was mostly heavy construction and blame block and all that. Thank God for the hundreds of women that over the years have gone to and been a part of them. But when we first started, it was mostly men. And the first trip we ever went on was to Puerto Rico uh, to help build a church down there, one of our sister churches and right outside of Ponce in Guayania. Uh, a lot of you know where that is. And so we went there, and when we got there, uh, a storm had come through, knocked out the hotel that we were going to stay in. So all of us, about 18 of us, we're going to have to stay at the pastor's house. He moved out into a little shed, uh, gave the house to us. So it was like two or three bedrooms. And then he had a basement with a dirt floor. I stayed down there with some guys. And so he made the best of a bad situation. But that night, we all gathered. We were tired. Uh, the conditions for building the church were not uh, there uh, we were disappointed, and so all of the 
um, men got together and we were talking and, and men can really, you know, men are headstrong, they're, they're leaders and uh, by nature and, and so uh, it's like herding cats when you have a group of men going somewhere and, but these men were there and I can remember they were, there was this anxiousness and this, um, this tension in the air. And I was leading the group as the youth pastor. I said, we need to pray. And um, while we were praying, God gave me a word. And I had never experienced anything quite like this. Um, But it was this word. With man, it may be impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. And it was like when we spoke that word, it was just like peace settled on all of our hearts. And everyone just was like, let's do this. Let's do the best we can. And uh, when we can't work, we'll sightsee and go to the beach and, and, the, uh, and the mountains. But we'll do everything we can with the limited um, situation that we were dealing with. And it was a great trip. It lasted two weeks. We got to see a lot of Puerto Rico and, and got that building started. Didn't get very far that we, as far as we intended to. But today, it's built uh, by the glory of God. Thank God. They've been having church in it. I get that been years and years and years ago. But heeding instruction is something that uh, in all of us, there's a tendency to do a little pushback. So I want to challenge you. Um, Don't resist advice. Welcome advice. It doesn't matter who it comes from. Um, There are people, even some Christians, that think, I will receive correction from this person, but I'm not receiving correction from them. Listen, uh, you need to, because God sometimes sends someone to instruct us or even bring correction to us somebody that we don't want to hear from but God uses them to test us I believe to see if we're going to respond in the affirmative because learning and growing is more important than our evaluation of who's capable of giving us instruction so I pray tonight that every one of us Maybe somebody at your job has been, you know, trying to correct you in an area, and you're like, oh, my God, have mercy. I wish they'd leave me alone. Well, maybe you just need to say, listen, uh, anytime you see something, why don't you just feel free to email me or, you know, you don't want them stopping by your desk all the time, but uh, why don't you just email me, and I want you to share with me. I've tried to do that through the years with anyone sending me emails. And uh, I don't get very many uh, corrective in, uh, emails, but there are times that I get them. And uh, I've told you this before, but I let a staff member go years and years ago. Uh, a good man, but I just felt like it was time for him to go on. And um, the people that he ministered closest to uh, really thought I had miss God. And I told him, I said, look, I don't understand it myself, but I believe this was God. And then 
Someone sends me an email. I mean, starting to chew me out and say, you didn't hear from God, you heard from the devil. Ooh. I can remember sitting in my office, reading it, my screen was right there. Reading it and thinking to myself, who do you think you are? It happened to be a woman, I'm not implying anything by that, but uh, it was a woman. Um, not that that would have made any difference, but I started to respond, say, oh yeah? Well, now I have heard from the devil. And uh, that was going to be my opening line. Um, and I settled down, and the Spirit of God helped me because I knew I could not respond that way. I knew I could. And I thought about it. And when you know God and you start listening to God instead of responding immediately, God will, God will give you tenderness toward the person. Oh, yeah. He will give you tenderness to the person who just called you listening to the devil. Um, and I wrote this person back and said, listen, I'm so sorry this has hurt you. Please forgive me. Um, I wrote them and said, uh, I, look, I'm serious. I don't understand it myself. And then you always want to add this. You always, do you know what I'm going to say? You always, when somebody has chewed you out, accused you, whatever, you always want to say, just please pray for me. Pray for me. It works every time. I'm telling you right now, okay? You want to, you want to humble somebody else? Not, I didn't say it for that reason, but I said it genuinely like, you think I have a problem. Okay, maybe I do. So pray for me. So you want to write me and say, I've heard from the devil, then so pray for me. If that's true, I really need God and I really need prayer. And so I said, pray for me. I've done this, you know, uh, this is something I try to practice. Went on Facebook one time, and God have mercy, make sure you put right stuff on Facebook. A good person had gotten upset. They were going through financial difficulty. They, they had, you know, given the church about $700, and they wrote on Facebook, that church, all they want is money. You know, they were going through a difficulty. They were desperate and, and accusing me, and I wake up to that. In the morning, and you don't want to wake up to, you know, you know, you're drinking your coffee and what, what? And I looked at it and I read it, and first of all, I'm like, oh. and then I'm like, nope, nope, don't act that way. Go see them. And I went and knocked on the door. It was in the morning. Um, I said, Is your husband home? Yes. Um, and I said, well, I'd like, to, I'd like to see him and just talk to him. And I said, do you really believe that about us or me? He says, well, yes. I said, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray for me. And I'm like, oh, no, no. I want you to pray for me right now. 
right now. I want you to pray for me. And so he started praying for me. And I came back to the church and I told him, I said, look, I know they're going through a difficult time. We're going to send them, I think it was all their tithe back. I'm like, we're going to gift it to them. Benevolence, don't get any ideas, okay? And so, anyway, <laughs> unless you're desperate, desperate, all right, and get on Facebook, all right? And uh, anyway, don't do that. But uh, I sent it back to them because I wanted them to know I'm not perfect. I need prayer just like they do. I can make mistakes. I can have a wrong attitude without even knowing it. But I want to make sure that they knew that, um, you know, it wasn't about, that was not our spirit. Our spirit was to give. And so anyway, the wise teacher, Solomon, understood these feelings and hammered hard to counter the feeling of resisting advice. And so you always want to welcome advice, tell people to pray for you, if they uh, accuse you of wrongdoing, as a believer, say, yes, I'm not perfect. Pray for me. Especially dangerous is the tendency to resist correction. There's nothing that makes us resent most what we need. There is something that makes us resent most what we need to hear, what we have done wrong, and how we can improve. Okay, uh, let me drop down, guys. And it says this, in, um, oh, here we go. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 27, cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. And then even the wise, even the wise need strong rebuke at times. What proves their wisdom is the way they take rebuke when they make a mistake or they do something wrong or, you know, uh, sometimes all of us need a rebuke. And as believers, I'm not talking about chewing people out. No, I'm talking about going even to people that we, we're like, no, I'm not telling them. Oh, no, I'm not telling them. There's too many people in the kingdom of God that are not telling others what they need to tell them. Speak the truth in love. You can give somebody a strong rebuke with a broken heart, with a heart that is, you know, repentant yourself, but I care about you, and you share with them. No one. See, and that's one of the problems of people in power. People in power can reach a place that no one feels comfortable speaking into their lives. And then that person is in a place of potential trouble. So everyone needs someone brave enough to speak into our lives. What proves their wisdom is the way they take rebuke. They allow it quickly to penetrate their hearts and spur them on to repentance and most important of all, change. The fool, on the other hand, may have truth pounded into him and will not get the point. God help us to not be resistant to instruction. Every husband and wife, if you don't get this, 
you will have problems. You have to, you have to share with the other. Oh, no, I'm not telling them. Oh, no, 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 they blow up like a volcano. And no, oh, yes, tenderly, lovingly share with them. Don't resist it. Don't, you know, feel like, hey, I'm not, you know, you come up with an excuse, you push back. No, dear God, have mercy. That's one of the reasons you get married, to rub the rough edges off of your life. So if you're single and you don't want someone speaking into your life, please don't get married. Because if you get married, that's one of the jobs they have, is to rub you the wrong way, all right? So that it will rub off the rough edges of your life. Of course, they do it in love and with a smile on their face and a prayerful heart, praying you won't get mad. No, you're not going to get mad. You're going to be like, honey, I want you to tell me. And he's like, really? Yes, I want you to tell me. Okay, here it is. I didn't mean that. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes we uh, not only need our wife to speak into our life, our husband to speak into our life, even our neighbor can speak into our life. Ooh, we don't like that. Even the HOA, dear God, have mercy. Forget that one. All right, so anyway, all right. Uh, yes, even the HOA, my Lord, the HOA, the HOA, they're of God. Yeah, I'm still trying to uh, be convinced of that. All right, so if you're an HOA president, cool your jets, all right? Okay. Summary of Proverbs chapter 19 to the pupils of Solomon. Number one, don't lie, don't be lazy, don't be poor, self-inflicted. Don't be poor as a result of self-infliction, all right? And number four, seek wisdom and counsel. Don't even wait for people to go to you. You go to them. Seek wisdom and counsel. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, thank you. Thank you for every person in this room. God, we are growing together. We need each other. We need each other to speak into our lives. God, and help us to be receptive to others, even those we may not want to speak into our lives. But Holy Spirit, most important of all, may we allow the Word to speak into our lives. God, and may we allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives. Dear God, help us. Dear God, help us. We want to grow. We want to thrive. We want to mature. God, we want to walk in the favor and blessing of God on our lives. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. While every head is bowed, please, and even online, if you're watching and you don't know Christ, it's your Lord and Savior. And who knows? Maybe you tuned in and somebody invited you to, or maybe you just were going through YouTube or Facebook and came across this service. But if you don't know Christ, the greatest decision you could make, possibly make today, 
is to say yes to Jesus. Yes to his forgiveness. He loves you. He cares about you. And I pray to God that you would say yes to him. Here in the building, if you need Christ, you need to get right with God. Why don't you just slip your hand up? Slip it up real high. Let me see it. Cross this building. If that's you, you need Christ. And I know that most people in this room love Jesus, have a heart for God, love his word, love the spirit of God. But in case you don't, today, to, to this very night is the time for you to get right with God. In Jesus' name. Stand with us, please, everyone. Everyone stand with us, please. As always, these altars are open. If you need prayer or you just want to come and pray, feel free to do so. Um, if you are here and you need a healing in your body, God's a healer. He's Jehovah Rapha. He can heal. Amen. He's not stopped healing. Um, I thank God for his glory and grace. I was telling a couple of the guys before service, we had a guy in our youth group years ago. He was colorblind. We had a prayer service and a former drug-addicted, demon-possessed young man, literally, demon-possessed prior to his salvation, came over and prayed for him. God healed his eyes, and he was no longer colorblind. And uh, I, I look back. God's a healer. We went to Burger King. All those red seats, just he was in shock and awe. Uh, dear Lord, God's a healer. And what he's done for one, he'll do for you. He's no respecter of persons. So maybe you need a healing in your body. And you're thinking you're not important to God. Oh, yes, you are. And maybe you need to declare tonight, Lord, you've healed others. God, here I am. I need a healing in my body. So you feel free if you desire to come to these altar areas. And, and we also have set up communion again. And one of the pastors is going to step over. They're individual, so you can come by. Pick one up and um, feel comfortable. But uh, joining together in communion. All right. These are, we're, going, we're going to be receiving communion as a church family this weekend. But it's here for those of you that would like to come tonight. So let me pray for you. You feel free to come to this altar area. If you haven't spent time in prayer today, why don't you turn around and pray in just a moment after this prayer. And then for those of you, go to the staircase, go to the cafeteria. Let's pray. Father, I pray your blessing on everyone in this building. I pray healing. Jesus, we pray your healing. Jesus, my Lord and my God, God, heal that pain. May it be gone in the name of Jesus, my Lord and my God, that tenderness, God, whatever it is, bring healing to it, oh Lord God. God, that heart condition, Lord, we lift up Charlene Bond. I pray, God, that, oh, that aneurysm, that rupture, oh God, would be healed in the name of Jesus. God, touch her body. Lord, in this building, bring healing spirit, soul, and body, and we give you thanks and praise for it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Bless you tonight. God bless each and every one of you. Pastor John.